especially in our current climate with so much division um, and like really vocal and angry division, how much more critical that would be right now Mm -hmm. to speak to like Mm -hmm. this was legitimate. Um, If we want any coming together to happen, like that concession speech is kind of a big deal. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. All right. How are you going to do this one? Um, Well, I made you go first last time, so I could go first, but you could, whatever. What do we mean? Oh, doing this one? Yeah. We're really pros. Ready? Yes, we're pretty. Well, I don't know. All right. What the heck? What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) let's go huh yours is long you have lots of words here well i'm sorry but i have a lot of words about freaking lindsey graham um okay so my what the heck is about freaking lindsey graham <laughs> in, in trying to interfere senator with the graham sorry senator graham freaking senator graham um okay but shout out to the republican secretary of state of georgia brad raffensperger yep is that how we say his name? Yeah. Okay. So this week he announced that Graham had pressured him to mess with the election. Um, those are my words, mess with the election, by asking him if he could talk, toss out legally cast ballots. Yeah. And then just as more of the story is coming out, it turns out that the Trump campaign was trying to meddle well before that. Um, they repeatedly, oh, I hadn't read that part of it. Yeah. Um, they repeatedly asked him to endorse Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, he I do ref- remember that. He refused um, to do that, saying that the person in charge of the election should be neutral. They dangled an honorary position in front of him back in January. So, like, they've been wow. targeting this guy in Georgia for quite some time. Um, and now the GOP candidates who are facing a Senate runoff in Georgia, um, a runoff for the Senate seats in Georgia, are calling yeah. for his resignation. So kudos to this guy for standing his ground. But what the heck to Lindsey Graham, who is talking out of both ends, like he's all up in whatever, claiming that there's election fraud. Um, but he's also kind of looking guilty to chat of trying to persuade this election, this election official to actually commit fraud. So what the heck? What I, the heck? I got, I got nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's really so I it's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. And it's sad all over the country, too, but particularly in these, like, states that are, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, whatever, Mm -hmm. because you – half of them are controlled by Republicans. Yeah. So the people running the elections are Republicans. Yeah. The people who are doing the counting are half Republicans. Mm -hmm. The people who are doing the watching are half – and so, like, you have – it would just be really hard to be on to be on that team and then be just be trashed by your team like the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, uh-huh. No, it's yep. pretty that's gross. Yep. Super what gross. The what the heck is right? All right, what do you got? Um my what the heck is Facebook is censoring content. <laughs> 
and they're censoring conservative content. What? Yes. Um, no. So this is I heard about on this. Uh, heard about this uh, by Kai Rizdal. He's on that Make Me Smart yeah. and on Marketplace yep. Money. Um, so he was talking about this guy. So Kevin Roos. I don't think that's how you say his last name, but he's a tech reporter for New York Times, and he ha- he runs a Twitter account called Facebook's Top Ten. So okay. it's at Facebook's Top Ten. You Gonna should have to follow it. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what he does is he uses every day he uses Facebook's analytic platform, whatever that means. I don't know. They have some. <laughs> if you're like a developer or a tech person, you know what that yes. stuff is. Yeah. Um, and so he finds out what the top 10 sources of the top performing links of Facebook are every day. And then he tweets the list. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Super interesting. So consistently, the top 10 list is 85 to 90 percent conservative sources interesting yes very interesting um and so like there definitely is you know facebook is doing some things to try to like um what do you like curtail like false information and they're doing stuff and so typically for the most part republicans or conservatives are the ones yelling about how facebook and then we just talked in the last episode about going to to parlor parlor. and doing all these things but their stuff is everywhere interesting um, yeah so i was just gonna look here i'll just do facebook top 10 i'm gonna look it up right now today do 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 um where did it go <laughs> dang it did you do facebook's top 10 oh see i did i did do the wrong thing there you go Thanks. I think this is super interesting. I'm going to have to. It is super interesting. So today's, so the top performing link posts by U.S. Facebook pages in the last 24 hours are number one, Donald Trump. Number two, Donald Trump. Number three, Dan uh, Bongino. I don't know how you spell that, but he is like a crazy uh, far right winger. Uh Uh, Number four, Donald Trump. Number five, CNN. Number six, the pioneer woman. Nice. (laughs) Seven, Franklin Graham. Eight, for America. Nine, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, which he's crazy. I mean, yeah. he's not... Mm, a little... Is he crazy conservative? Uh, he's definitely kind of rude. More, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, 10 is Team Trump. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So 7 out of 10 today yeah. are conservative. Like the most linked, yeah. interacted with, shared posts come yes. from those people. So... So the funny part is so when people are saying they're going to go to parlor. What's going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of people who are the the they're not going to be the Donald Trumps. He like, he might be on Parler too, but they're going to end up being on both platforms oh, because yeah. like they they won't be able to amplify their message. Yep. Anyway. So That's really funny to me because that is like so, what so I've been what seeing heck? all over my feed is that like we have to leave. We got to go because they're, they're they're throttling yeah, all of our stuff and they're um throwing out all the content about anyone who's which also, Pro. if you've noticed, for the most part, it means it's labeled. Yeah. It's not that it's not there. Also, I'm finding it a little annoying. It like, is annoying. When every single thing still has like, <laughs> this is about an election. Do you want to know more? Like, no. no I the don't. election is done. Stop telling me that. Anyway. Yes. No, it's great. Thank you for doing that, is Facebook. It, is it um, done? Is it? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Almost. Nah. Yeah. Okay. So what the heck? What the heck? I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Is this the part where you're like, so, how are we going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> so today, so today we were going to talk about uh, like transition of power, yeah, presidentially, 
Yes. The yes. transfer of power. Transfer of power mm-hmm. and the whole whole thing there. Yeah. Um, and that and then that's why you're like, what are we going to talk about? Because Mike didn't fill in all of his little Because, you here. know, Mike was in charge of um, all of the history no, behind this. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm in charge of all the history. So no, if you didn't, if you didn't remember or didn't catch, like, maybe you're like me and you skipped the intro. Mike used to be a social studies teacher, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, this is your I should jam. know some of these things. Yeah, you should know a little but bit this about this. And yes. you do. And you I know, do. So I do I'm not, know I'm not making it. fun of you. No. Um, we just want to talk about it. I think I was the one who maybe put it on yeah. the list, the things to talk about. But this was actually prior to. Yes. Prior to any of this being messy. The whatever yeah. we're in right now. Yeah, yeah. And so just sort of talking about, because I find it super interesting. Because yes. like, so you're having a transition you know, a peaceful transition of power, yep. which if you've seen Hamilton, it's a big deal, <laughs> right? Um, but it is kind of a big deal. And the federal government is a ginormous apparatus with millions of employees, yeah, dozens and dozens of agencies. And I mean, it's huge. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's very big. Yeah. Um, and that we can just switch who's in charge like on the fly is pretty impressive. Also, it was very interesting to me like i knew that it started ahead of time a little bit but not how far ahead of right time. so like we often think about like you just said you can just switch on the fly right we often kind of think about it like right. that like oh they just show up like or you start working maybe after you're officially elected and then you show up on january 20th and you just take over whatever um but what i was reading is that like it starts even the year before like yep. This thing called the Transition Directory is created in 2019. Right. Um, and people start being appointed to transition positions in May. Like, yep. So they've been doing this for months. Long time. That was surprising to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, they get the ball rolling, like, a long uh, ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and and the, the campaigns do it, too. Like, sometimes it seems a little, like, because eventually it starts getting reported on, like, oh, you know, even before the election is done. Sure. The campaign will have already put together a team to start working on the transition. Yeah. Because they need to get their feet wet and moving. Yeah. So that because you only have 70 however many days from the election till um, when the inauguration takes place. And there's a whole lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What And what I was one of the articles that I was reading was just saying, like, the fact that we only do this in a few months is actually like completely inadequate. Like. It the the, the <laughs> well, fact that eventually the fact that like we try it to like because it because like you said like it is so big and it's like you know the whatever the we like to think of ourselves as the biggest whatever in in the world whatever you know we're number one yeah we like to think so um so just the fact that you can transition this in just a couple of months is is really yeah kind of a big deal and so it is like this is one of the things that is so for me as a well maybe for a lot of people has been very frustrating when people in especially in the last four years as we have been denigrating the quote deep state (laughs) there are so there is civil servants so there are people who work for the federal government in all the different departments and agencies and then the the big one for the transition is the general services administration yes there are people who work there and all they do for all the time for year, you know, every year and is work on this kind of stuff. And the reason it can work is because there's thousands of people who have their careers are built around doing this. So what would you be what would you be working on like if, if you're in those positions permanently? 
what would you start working on? Like your president just took office and you're already working on transitioning the next one? Uh, no. Well, to, okay. one of the things you'd be doing is <laughs> you would, interesting that you you said would be like continuing, you would be continuing to assist in the actual transition. So the transition of power switches on January 20th when they do, you know, he yeah. swears in or whatever. Yeah. But like they won't even get most of their, uh, the people who they want to appoint to um, cabinet level positions and stuff like that. Anything that needs to go before Congress. Yeah. It'll be May, June, okay. July. Yeah. Like, so, so there is actually sort of like there's a long run up to the transition and there's yeah. also a long rundown. Sure. And then just like any other, if you're, well, maybe not just like any other, like a well-organized organization. I just said that. <laughs> My apologies. Um, you would then immediately, after you actually were done, if you ever, whenever you do get sure. done, you would start doing basically after action reports. What did, what went okay. well? What yep. didn't go well? What do we need to do better in the future? Yes. How do we streamline? And you start yep. preparing okay. for the preparing. Yep. So I'm not saying thousands of people do that. I'm just yeah. saying like in every it single age, stop. like there's just a lot of people working on it. Yes. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Interesting. What did you keep looking down? No. No. Yeah. So in a typical transition, at least in the modern state, like we're talking about like six months ahead of time, people are starting to get rolling on, mm-hmm. on this kind of stuff. Um, when it, when it leads up. Once the once uh, the election happens, uh, typically, mm-hmm. and a winner is declared, um, that person, you know, like this is all the stuff that happens. Like they like the thing in the news right now is getting the um, like the national security yeah. um, briefings or whatever mm-hmm. that the president gets. So basically, the president elect starts to get all the information the president right. gets, so that they can start preparing. Not just to know what's going on, but to also start honing their policies, yeah. So that when they are in charge, that they are not hit the like ground blinds. running, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's you, not happening. Not really. Yeah. Sort of. Mm-hmm. There's probably sort of happening. Yeah. <laughs> but like you would also have, um, like right now, they're they're starting to make lists of people who would be. Um, you know, uh, the thing I just said, where you have to go to the Congress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, like cabinet level positions. Yeah. State Department. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. Secretary of Defense, like all of those. Yeah. Like they're starting to. They're making those lists right making now. Making those lists. Mm-hmm. They've already made the list. Yeah. They're starting to hone them now. Right. Um, and the General Services Administration are the ones that are supposed to help make yes. that stuff happen and connect them to the people they're supposed to be connected with um, and get them the information they're supposed to get to. Yeah. And it's a huge cooperative deal. Yeah. And it's not happening this time. Right. And it's it's terribly, terribly, terribly annoying. Yes. But it's also not without total precedent. I don't know. Have you read much about like people comparing it to 2000? Yeah. Well. Because that, so that was Bush v. Gore. Yes. And there was not a Everything hinged on Florida, and they mm-hmm. were recounting and everything, and that went into late December, I yeah. think. Um, and so that was a much more condensed time frame. Sure. But a lot of the basic background work would have been continuing to happen anyway. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah anyway. That, that General Services Administration. So yeah. right now, that person that we're waiting on is Emily Murphy. Yeah. Um. So. 
this and I you had mentioned some of these acts from the 60s yeah um so this one that I read about was the president transition act of presidential 19th. transition act it was just called president right, transition whatever close enough um <laughs> and says it's up to this person the general services administrator um to ascertain the apparent successful candidate for the office um and until that ascertainment happens the incoming administration doesn't really have that green light to begin the transition. No federal regulations, nor this Presidential Transition Act specify how this determination right. is made. So it's just like you have to determine that this was the winner. Yeah. You have to say this is the winner. Right. There's no rules saying how you do that or what that means or what that's supposed to look like. No guidelines, really. But she's been encouraged not to acknowledge Biden as the winner. Well, she's also been encouraged to. <laughs> yeah. To, to acknowledge him. I mean, yeah. she's getting pressure from both sides, I can only assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so it's holding up all kinds of money, which I don't really love how much money they're talking about is, in, is necessary for this transition part, whatever. But um, also access to crucial information. And so a lot of the commentary about this is about the about COVID right now. Right. Like, right. I mean, national security is part of that too probably but also a separate conversation but specifically when you have a president that's going to need to come in and actually respond to a national crisis um to not be getting access to some of that information and i'm sure he has channels of getting information like i'm not saying that i think he's not hearing anything um (laughs) but like this one person holds the power to say like okay i ascertain that he's the winner now you have this flood of all this stuff like it's interesting to me yeah and also, like, come on, Emily. The world's watching. Yeah. With, like, the Jeopardy music, you know? I yeah. know. So it is, I mean, so that's one of those things where a lot of time, not a lot of times, well, yeah, a lot of times, like, laws are, made, like, written vaguely so that people have latitude, right? So, like, if they had made, if they had made it specifically, like, what, like, what benchmarks would they use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you then your hands are tied when you hit a a situation where where that doesn't meet the criteria. Sure. Like let's say yeah, like let's Bush, say you use Bush, Bush, Bush v. Gore, v. Gore yeah. would be a good one. Yep. Like where you could continue to get the ball rolling even though we're still waiting for the outcome of this thing over here, which right. it does have to happen. Yep. Um it is I think, yes, definitely she is interpreting it incredibly loosely. Yeah. And that's there has been more there has been increasing pressure from republic some republicans um to like let's just get on with it like what what is it going to hurt i mean you're worried about the money in the realm yeah. of the federal government oh, gosh, the no, 9.8 yeah. million dollars you're talking no. about is like yeah that'll they'll burn that up in 2 weeks yep. um but like what even if it gets overturned there's no reason why you can't start the right get the ball rolling right um and yeah so there's the presidential uh, um what do they call it? The Transition Act, 1963. And then it's been amended a bunch of different times as they mm-hmm. add different things onto it. So but, prior to that, there was nothing? I don't – see, that's, I had to go okay. – I'm like, I'm not sure if okay. there was nothing. <laughs> but that's when it was really started formalizing yeah. it with the um, with the GSA and having – the and Congress setting aside money to help pay for that. Because otherwise okay. the campaign would have to pay for all this stuff, which sure. is what the Biden campaign is doing right now. Yeah. It's paying for everything out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of that money. <laughs> there's a lot of other things that are supposed to be happening 
during this period. Yeah. Um, one of which is all the departments, so like um, Health and Human Services, the Defense Department, uh, the EPA, basically everybody is required to put together, for lack of a better term, a binder. Yeah. Of what the hell is going on in their department? <laughs> yeah, what they're working Here's on. Where, we're at, yeah. where is it at? You know, it, it. It's. I have one for my business. Yeah, like it's like the handbook. Yeah, right. So like, oh, this is how things work. If you need something, yeah, this is where it's, you get it's paper. The, if I get hit by a bus, it's if binder. I get a, right, right, exactly. Like, so that you can yeah. get the next people can. Yeah. Now they don't have to do. There's nothing legally binding about the binder. Right. It's just like. When somebody is going to come in and take control, yes. they need to have all that kind this of stuff. This is what you do. Um, the other thing, too, not just that and the, like the, what you're talking about, like the COVID information or the mm-hmm. um, national security briefings is like the FBI has to do background checks on everybody. Sure. On the incoming administration. So yeah. whether or not you're going to be, because you can get all kinds of different jobs yep. in the White House and all kinds, you know, they're not all subject to congressional approval. Right. A lot of them are. Right. Um, but everybody who's going to be anywhere has to have background checks done. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of work. Yep. That's one of the reasons and, why and they're like, we need to get. background check yes, takes a real long time. A real long yeah. time. Because they're looking into... It's not your standard employment background check. No, no. no. <laughs> they're not just running it through this. I mean, no. maybe there's somebody at some level where they're just going to sure. run it through the system. But not... But so like all of that thing, all of yeah. that stuff just gets set back. Yep. Um, and there are mechanisms, you know, people can operate as as um, acting sure. deputies and stuff like that. So maybe they're not privy to all the information they might get or they, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's just kind of a mess. And mm-hmm. so there's like all of those things aren't happening yet. So like it's right. just going to increase the pressure on all these people to try to get all get all this stuff done. Yeah. But I'm also sort of worried. I, I mentioned to you before I read a book called The Fifth Risk. Um, I think I, I did put it on here. But that's like the one thing I put down. So I didn't. Yeah. It. I well, saw it on I, your. Oh, did I have it? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. By Michael Lewis. He just he was writing about the transition from the the Obama camp or Obama White House to the Trump White House. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because like prior to like they'll have everybody will host like the incoming yeah. leadership and they'll give them the binder and yeah. they give them a tour and like yep. you know bring them up to speed on stuff and yep. and Trump's team didn't really take that very seriously. So I'm kind of just assuming that they're also not going to take it terribly seriously on the other way. On the way out, which is also not true. I should retract that. Okay. <laughs> You can do that. Well, I mean, like the political people at the top, some of them are political people, sycophants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, big word. Um, but a lot of the people who would be doing all that work, they work for the EPA yeah. because they care about the EPA. Yeah. They care they're about there the, for, but, you know, and yep. so they're gonna do what they need to do to sure. you know get it done. But yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I'm curious to read. Um, Obama's book and probably <laughs> Obama's part one giant um, eight seven hundred pages probably it's not going to be until part two where he actually talks about that like that the period. meetings with Trump yeah yeah because <laughs> I want to I want to learn about that but also just while you're on that topic and we'll come back to the actual topic of the <laughs> episode after that this little rabbit hole um I read a thing today that said like this this one political commentary guy was saying like 
I kind of think Trump's not going to show. Like, oh yeah, I don't really believe he's going to go to the inauguration. So, or like for like the the and again, it's totally just tradition. It's not like mandatory. Oh, like right. to go and like you get into the car together and you do the drive and you you know whatever. Like, I'm just I would just find that a little interesting if he just didn't didn't show. Yeah, you don't think he's going to show? I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Can you imagine? Can you imagine I'm the amount so of humility curious. that that like, would I take? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't just... think he would ever do that. So that was one thing that I. So there are these laws, right? And they're they're, but they're just like the gray area for who decides, who ascertains yes. the winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, things like being, you know, so Trump got invited to the White House by Obama like immediately, and mm-hmm. they had a meeting. Yeah. Um. They did that when Obama took over after Bush. Yep. There's been some, there's been a lot of stories about that. There was some really cute pictures of like yeah. the the Obama girls playing in the White House, like mm-hmm. when they're getting their tour and stuff. Like, and even like the meetings to bring other people along. Like a lot of what we're talking about is just tradition. Yeah. It's we do it because that's the way we do it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of how. One administration's hands over to another is often comes from um, the top down where the president will either give executive orders or like memorandums will come from the top down saying like you are going you're basically like you are going to cooperate with these nice people (laughs) and you're going to be nice to them. There are some stories of like especially when when the Bushes came in after Clinton there were some um, stories of chicanery. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Like the stories are things like as bad as graffiti in the bathroom in the White House (laughs) to as like childish as popping all the W's off of keyboards of all the computers. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Which nobody, uh, apparently no one in the Clinton White House um, will cop to any of that. But they, Clinton's, I think, I think think what I read was they paid like $84,000. For like, basically to cover all the prank damages. Wow. To make sure, or maybe I that was the like stuff they swiped from the White House. It is they not took the place for like Dwight Schrute pranks. Like, no, it is not the place for that. Probably no, not really. Yeah, and that's a whole nother thing too. Like, there's a whole which I think is I think is fascinating. Like, so when typically traditionally, <laughs> they would go, they would travel together to the inauguration. Yeah. Okay, and. Then they go to the inauguration. So the first family leaves the White House. Yeah. And as soon as they leave, teams of people. Blows my mind how fast they do that. Come (laughs) into the White House and they take everything that is like all the personal stuff is out. Yep. So they get all their clothes. Bring all all the other person's stuff in. Right. Clean the place. Yeah. And then bring all their other stuff in so that when you're done at the inauguration, like when you go home, all of your stuff is in the White House. Yeah. And it's amazing. And they may have even changed the curtains in the Oval Office. Like it's like bananas. Yes. Top top to bottom and then the former president flies off in in not Air Force 1 anymore. Yeah. And uh, they go home and that's it. That was just a really emotional day <laughs> last time around. Okay, so one more thing about tradition and then I want to <laughs> ask you like what is actually the law here but um <laughs> Like, what is actually written in stone about how we do this? I play a lawyer on TV. But one more thing about tradition. So there's a lot of talk about concession speeches. Yeah. And how, like, 
that's not required. Obviously, nope. that's just like a gentleman's thing that they've had. Like a gentle person's thing. It's been a gentleman's thing. Thank you. Yeah. Except for last time. Last time? Yeah, when Hillary lost, she gave a concession speech. Oh, I was like, yes, sorry. I was, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so great. So happy with myself right Thank now. Thank you. Um, so it's just been like a courtesy thing, right? Yes. Um, to acknowledge that the election, and here's here's what is irking me and, and what I'm reading about this. Like, no, we don't need a concession speech. It doesn't matter. Like, you still lost and it's not going to affect the outcome of the election, whatever. But what it does is it acknowledges that the election was legitimate. Yeah. Um, so it's, and what I was reading today just really struck me about like, especially in our current climate with so much division um, and like really vocal and angry division, how much more critical that would be right now mm-hmm. to speak to like, mm-hmm. this was legitimate um, if we want any coming together to happen, like that concession speech is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Um, so we're, ne- we're never, yeah, we're never going to get that. No. And so and even, by- even if he gives a concession speech, it won't be a concession speech. Right. He spent the last nine months preparing. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like yeah. he spent the last nine months preparing for his defeat by Claiming that no matter what, it will be corrupt. Right. And so to not concede now, what he's doing is keeping his base like all fired up yep. and also encouraging them to see the election as illegitimate like, and to see the new administration as illegitimate. So do you, let me, so this is something that conservatives will say, and I don't, I don't think it's the same, but like, do you see any parallels though to how Democrats treated President Trump the last four years because he lost the the popular vote but won oh interesting Mm -hmm. because there's there's plenty of examples of of especially more liberal democrats running around saying that trump is not a legitimate president because he you know because he wasn't really the pick of all the people even though he won the electoral college. So we need to we need to have a separate episode about right, electoral college. I think. I mean, I think. No, but I, I think I've never thought some, of that. Yeah, there is some valid sure. criticism there. I do not think it's the same. No. Um, no. But but sure. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. We just need to honestly. We just really need to stop. And I don't know. My my memory isn't good enough to go back any farther than that. But in in my recent memory, it started with the birtherism crap for. Obama. Yep. The whole like not my president. Yep. Um illegitimate thing. Yeah. So for however many, you know, so for 8 years mm-hmm. conservatives and republicans were like even if they were mainstream, they would sort of tacitly be okay with this yeah. like oh well, I don't know, maybe, you know, I have yeah. never have seen the birth certificate. So like Yes. And then we had 4 years of Trump He's not my president either because, you know, like, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get rid of that. So we need to stop that. Mm -hmm. We have to stop saying you're not legitimately my president. You need to go. You can not like them, cannot support them. You can say, I don't want to have them, but they are legitimately the president. So I think maybe then get rid of the electoral college. Do you think that that (laughs) that wouldn't have solved this? Um, No. So... That would have solved. So I think also probably some some of that same criticism to Democrats because they're on a much smaller scale 
and I was not aware or paying attention at the time, but Bush v. Gore, there was some of that outcry then too. Oh, that's, see, go back one one more. There was um, definitely that. Yeah. And and probably on a much smaller scale. Like it was. You guys started it. (laughs) I like how we can come together here. But it comes, it comes from that, like that argument of like the electoral college versus the popular vote. Well, so, like, but that that's, wasn't. That's a separate. That's a. That wasn't Bush v. Gore. That w- that was that the they stole the election by stopping the recount. Yes, which then they made an argument was like about the popular vote versus the electoral college versus whatever okay. Florida yeah. whatever. Yep. Um, but so yes, Florida what, whatever. I just I want a shirt today, that says today that. Today I just want whatever. Whatever. Yes, that is fitting. And for they're today. like, yeah, that's our motto. That's Florida. That's basically it. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Um, so the Florida <clears throat> Tourism Department, we've come up with yeah, a new slogan for we're gonna you. We're going to send it. Hey, DeSantis. Hey, DeSantis. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Yes. Sorry, you were okay. trying to make a point. Ah, oh, yes. About. So I don't remember what I was talking about because now I'm on whatever, Florida. Um, no. Okay. So I think that there is some difference between like this electoral college versus popular vote illegitimacy. Yep argument versus now like like you said what's the difference because that's that's what's happening now or that wouldn't have helped now is what you said I think right I mean like and and so like now you have you've won the popular vote and you've won the electoral so like how much more legit do you want oh sorry no no (laughs) it's fine um but but now I think like mm, the the reason why we're screaming illegitimate is like is all stemming from Trumpism and oh, yeah. Trump and whatever. Like, it's not about the system anymore. Like, if if you took his messaging away, I don't think that there's people that would say, like, oh, here's a guy who won the popular vote and the Electoral College. It's not legitimate. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, without without the Trump message. Yep. And I'd so agree with that. I think there's some difference. Yeah, definitely. Not to say whatever. I... We need to talk about the Electoral College because, you know, I mean, hey, I'd like to I know. not. But anyway, I do think there's a difference. And I don't think that it's healthy ever for, for that illegitimate. Right. No. Right. Yeah, I no. don't think it's healthy to, to be saying that. It's not good for our democracy, right? No. And that's what we should care about. Yeah. Country over party. You were going to ask me something about, like, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. the what's the legal difference? What is actually... I hope I know the answer. No, like, so what are the rules about what this transition is supposed to look like? Because, like, it's super vague, and it's like, okay, you have so much time to certify the, elect- the electors, right? Yeah. And then the electors meet and they vote. Yep. And then the president is, like, the inauguration happens. But, like, this in-between time, this transfer of power... yeah. What is actually required and what, it, you know what I mean? Like required versus tradition. Because it seems like most of what we've accepted as required is actually all tradition. Yep. And so then we're like, wait a minute, you're breaking all the rules. You're not doing it. And it's actually not really. It pretty much, as far as I understand, it pretty much uh, hinges on the ascertaining of, of that's, the That's the, the one. Well, I mean, like that's like once, because nobody's required to do anything. <laughs> Until that is done, okay. And so then, then that, there are some then that like break. That's that's when like the the money is available, but also like the the um, the 
security briefings, like sure. all those things, like all of those things get triggered. So you when that when that finally happens, it's like the note to all. Yes, the, and they will send that. Then go. they also send that to all of the uh, agencies and departments and stuff like that. And so like everybody gets the note from the principal who says. Yeah. <laughs> You know, You're excused. Joseph Biden is coming. Yeah. You need to get his homework ready. So I think what I think what you had said the other day um, when we were talking about this was like there were no rules up until there really pretty weren't. recently. Yeah. And was that like the 60s when this transition act was put together or like it was just a here's an assumption of how this works until then or that part. See, now I'm going to be okay. like, you know, be like, all right. <laughs> you I, don't remember what we talked no, about? No, I mean, I do. But like okay. there it. It has been professionalized since the 60s. Sure. Let's put okay. it that way. Okay. Um, and then again, like as it's been updated since then, as they add more things on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but that's how a lot of our things work. Yes. And like the, like, and then going back to the, like the ascertaining of like, like it was just generally accepted when, and so that's when people are, saying oh well it's they they can't yet because it's um you know the election isn't over and this is how and i'm looking up trying to look up the thing where the the otter tail county gop posted a deal about it i can't find it now but it had the whole list of all the dates about the elections and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and like when it's certified oh yeah like so you know we have the election on the third and then on december 8th is the deadline for all the states to like turn in their yeah. You know, certified results. And then the December 14th, the electoral dele- college delegates get together and they cast their votes. Mm-hmm. And then December 23rd, they go to that all goes to like the Senate. And then January 3rd, the new Congress gets seated. So January 5th, oh, that January 5th is a special election in Georgia. And then January 6th, they meet in a joint session. And then they like January 6th is when Congress then will vote to accept the results from the electoral college so they're basically making the like the case that this thing isn't settled and there's not a winner until congress says it is is on january Mm. 6 which is sort of like yes legally that's how it's laid out sure except for this one little thing with the gsa where if they ascertain that like yeah so it's just we know who's gonna win yeah Anyway, has there ever been a questionable time like where you'd where you'd think the Congress would say no? No. Like, no. So there's no. And it's only did it only happen that how many times? Now I don't see. I don't have a (laughs) where like, uh, well, we'll go back to Hamilton where they had where the Electoral College had a tie. But that was also before the general population was allowed to vote. Right. Um, And so. It had, you know, that had to get hashed out. Yeah. So, but no, there's not any, no, it is, that is all like the legalese that has to be pre, be performed. But I just wonder, like, if, if some of these senators, like, like Graham or even McConnell, um, these people that have, have continued to argue or to um, encourage Trump not to concede or not to, like, continuing to support this kind of mm-hmm. battle for turning the election over, whatever, if if they would actually then stand there on January 6th and have the guts to still say, like, I vote no. 
Because to me, it would be like at that point, that should be a unanimous vote. Like yeah. everybody well, I, should it be. It is. I mean, that's like yeah. it's just a pro forma thing that right. you're just like, yeah. we yes, have to. We see your votes. It's right. fine. Yeah. So I it's, mean, it's a carryover from from a time way back when. <laughs> well, you know, like where yeah. you weren't having general elections. Yeah. And you're moving all this stuff by carrot. I mean, like you're, bring, you're bringing these people together. So yeah. it's like it's all that. It's basically the old version of all the things that we have put in place when we run our general election in terms of like you have to register you prove sure. who you are yeah. we count the ballots they get sealed it like yeah and then that goes to a canvassing board and they certify those results and that goes to the next people it's yeah. the same thing but it's yeah. before all of that stuff existed right when they wrote it yep so now by the time you have in a modern setting people reporting you know, the secretaries of state reporting what the counts are even before they are certified. Yeah. Unless it's really nail biter close, like 100 votes. Yep. Th- it's not going to change. Yeah. And so that's the that's where the tradition part comes in. Mm-hmm. And I just find it interesting that my party, who is the party of tradition. Right. We are the grand old party. Right. Are just happy to chuck all this out the window yeah and that's really like i mean it's i know that there's lots of hypocrisy in politics but it's like just like i don't even understand i don't even understand like that's who we are that's part of our identity we're not the party of like of just throwing everything out with the bathwater because you didn't like whatever it was yeah we're supposed to be these people the party yeah all about like the law and the constitution and Right, but also in tradition and tradition matters and this is yeah anyway. yeah so yeah hmm. and just kind of speaks to that idea that we talked about before that like it's not that party anymore <sighs> and it, i don't want to go there no, no but i mean but yeah like, no i mean it's it's got, not no it's not that party anymore yeah okay um how much of this is in the constitution versus like none of it okay the constitution <laughs> not, just says like say there should be an election Yep, it says when the election is and um, how it how the electoral college is structured yeah. and stuff like that. And then there have been amendments made to it yes. to allow for the general election. And then we added people, you know, added yeah. suffrage to other people. <laughs> and then love. also we moved the date. Like it used to be in March, I think. Okay. The inauguration was in March. Okay. Um, again, carryover from back way back when, when the Congress didn't meet all the time. Right. Um, and also it was cold and miserable and people Difficult didn't travel, travel in the winter. In the winter. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. they moved that to January to condense yeah. the time period between when the incumbent lost and the new person comes in, which... Makes a lot of sense. I think it does. It makes mm-hmm. it tough because it's short-ish, yeah. but also makes a lot of sense. I also appreciate that there's a lot less time for damage to be done by the outgoing president to just like push through a whole bunch of well and that happens every time oh for sure but yeah. like less time when you're narrowing it down yes, when you're to narrowing january it down, march right you have less of a window to push through crap so they just fire people or i've get been rid pleasantly of surprised like i to not just see like a firing off of all kinds of executive orders and all kinds of pardons and whatever sure. like well that might come it's coming i'm sure but i've been surprised that it didn't start immediately yeah i don't know what he's doing no. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know he went golfing a few times, but like tip, but he uncharacteristically, he has, like, been he's been, like, he tweets, but not as, it sort of uh, comes and goes, yeah. but he doesn't do, 
he loved to go places and then talk to the reporters. Yeah. Like he, his favorite thing to do is to talk to reporters when he's walking somewhere. Yeah. Usually when the helicopter is yeah. running behind him. He wants that show of power. Not doing any of that no. stuff. I mean, he's basically holed up in the, in yeah. the White House. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. So who knows? I mean, but who knows mm-hmm. what he what he will do. But every president has done that. And usually they, that's when they, you know, they'll try to ram through, even if they're not horrible things, things that are unpopular. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. I'm just, um, I've just been surprised. I, I mean, I was expecting that. Everybody does that. I've just been surprised that we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. But, and also I would, I wouldn't mind if we didn't, cause I'm kind of not really not confident that? that it'll be great no. coming out of it. But it, what, so he fired some people, you yes. know, and, and that was, you know, interesting. And then he most recently fired the, oh man. The cybersecurity guy. Yeah. Who's like, I said the election is valid. Yeah. Oh, you're out. Um, I thought so between even though Mark Esper, Secretary of Defense, former Secretary of Defense, was nicknamed Mark Yesper for <laughs> giving in to Trump. Yeah. You know, however that because that we'll find out more information about that. Mm-hmm. But like he's also been pretty tight lipped about it. And this cybersecurity guy also like he just he he knew he was going to get fired mm-hmm. like and he did it anyway. Yep. And it kind of made me like a little bit hopeful and also, like, hey, everyone, particularly more liberal Democrats, <laughs> let's not eat everyone alive yeah. immediately because they cooperated with Trump. Yeah. Um, there were good people and are good people trying to do their best under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And we should be, kind of, should be grateful that they are there. So, yeah. like, um, and when push came to shove, like, he's like, no, this was... Mm-hmm. this was legit so yeah and to recognize those people that did actually right. stand up and say no when it was definitely there's gonna be some as it all we will find out more about everybody but yeah. like and there'll be some stuff that'll be like wow you were that was really horrible yeah um yeah mm-hmm. anyway and, and, yeah <laughs> is it over yet <laughs> it's not and i just <sighs> really just want it to be over i, I feel like like all of this still going on and dragging out it feels like and then like corona and then winter and like just darkness you know from (laughs) darkness it's so many hours of darkness anyway it's just like oh my gosh i think today is the day that uh wherever in alaska the sun set for the last time for 60 days 63 days like it doesn't come up again for 63 days but we're almost like we're two thirds the way through November, and we're we're like we are five weeks away from the winter solstice. Boom! Five weeks. Yes, which I celebrate <laughs> bigly. I'm a bigly, bigly. celebrator Huge of the winter fan. solstice. Yes, my wife is not a as equal fan. Oh, well, because she in her she mind she should start getting excited about like no in her no. mind she's like no that just marks like sort of the beginning or the middle of the, of rough the part like, of winter really hard part yeah of winter. yeah I'm it like, really nope, does nope. The weather gets that's worse, but we gets, do start to hit more light. when it gets wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. It's great. So, I don't know if that was helpful at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, I learned some things. See, so, hopefully somebody else did, too. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, it'll it'll take place. It'll happen. It's just, unfortunately, like 2020, like everything else in 2020, it's, it's not just not the way. It's Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going according to plan. Yeah. I am so incredibly excited for this new administration, like just this is a total sidebar and rabbit hole, whatever. Yeah, but like the the diversity that he's choosing on his team, oh. like he's talking to some people, which 
whatever if you're going to include Republicans. But like, I think that sends a good message, right? Like he's talking to people from yeah. a wide spectrum yep. of political leadings and whatever. Like, I think it's it's setting up to be definitely the most diverse cabinet or like not cabinet administration yep. that we've seen, and um, probably cabinet. I mean, that's yeah, that's and, been I mean, a declared. Um, thing that they want to do is yes. put together the most diverse administration yes. ever, and it and it it's playing. Which it's playing I hope out that that way. actually it's does play cool. out because um, because even Obama said the same kind of stuff yeah. in his cabinet and, and his administration asked. wasn't really that yep diverse. Yeah, but it's also really hard to when you're coming in, especially a brand like well, he was around, so he was in the White House yeah. sort of. So he's been around. But like when you're coming into all of these positions and like um, one of the things that they there's over. Did you know there's like nine thousand politically like political appointed positions that they have to fill? That's bananas. Nine (laughs) thousand. That have to be that have to be approved. Yeah. Like a lot of them get approved. Like they're just usually the ones definitely the top cheese yeah are the ones that are the the ones that get the most scrutiny from congress yes sometimes the deputies then will be the second but then there's like okay. a whole bunch of other just ones that are approval. like they yeah. just do them by the dozens yep um but like all of that all of those people they need to come up with and and it's like you're also switching crews out of a plane that's flying mm-hmm. and so like yeah. on one hand from the administration's perspective, you want to bring in diverse people, people yeah. new people or whatever, yeah. but like you also need to bring in people who know how to fly a plane. Yeah. And so like you, you're somewhat hamstrung because yeah. you, the pool of the people who have the experience mm-hmm. is smaller yeah. and so far whiter well, and, and older. They, I think you that's, know, like, that's so, the problem is that like, because there have historically right. been less diverse crowds in politics, right. Like you're starting from so slimmer. If you, you so want to like, have more to pick from, you just have to, to put start, them on the bench. Yeah, but, but you also need, have to weight them with people who have who have run a White House before. You yeah, know, like, and and this also speaks to like we need to start, and and I think you're seeing this now, but like in more local level yes. um, elections and stuff, like to diversify at that level so that these people can work up the ranks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think. There's there's some challenge there when you don't have all of the expertise or years of service, right? Because that just hasn't historically been accepted. But you do need to have a mix of both, because yep. otherwise you're just going to do the same thing again. And like, we definitely don't want that. Not really. No. Okay. So you're looking forward to that? I I just have been yeah. excited about the the people that have been chosen so far. Um, I I I didn't I wasn't excited about Kamala at first. Mm-hmm. And I think I said that on here and I regret it. Um, but I just, I like her energy and I like just, I think first because any change from this is good maybe it seems <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, sure. But also I just, I like, yeah, I like the energy that she brings. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how their relationship, like how she pans out as a, because they're just like um, first ladies and now there'll be a second a, a vice for how does that work a second, i don't even know whatever there yeah. but uh there's a lot of tradition there yeah the same thing with the with the with the uh the vice president they don't have a lot of actual real things to do so right. it's 
100% under the purview of the president yeah. and the vice president to decide what that looks like. Yep. And knowing especially that it's very possible that Biden will not run next time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will. I think no, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, so like gearing her up then to be – she's definitely going to be a way more active vice president Yes. In policy and everything yep. than we have had probably ever. Yep. Um, knowing that she's going to be doing that. Yep. So that's it'll be interesting to see how that yeah. plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. excited and curious. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up. Something nice. Um you wanna go first? Sure. Okay. My so we kind of actually covered this a little bit, but my nice was um I wanted to bring up Mr. Uh, Brad Raff, Raffensperger. 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 Mm-hmm. So he's the Secretary of State in Georgia that yes. you talked about previously. And um, he has just been, for me personally, as a recovering Republican or conservative <laughs> or whatever I am yeah. right now, yeah. wandering in the wilderness, yep. um, he's been just like this breath of fresh air and awesome. Um, yeah. So he's been like a beacon of integrity during this whole thing. Um, I think, and from the reporting that I've read, like he ran a very clean, transparent election in Georgia. Like yeah. there really wasn't, I mean, there, there weren't like all the problems that people think there are, no. there are. And he has been just like tirelessly standing up against all the crap Oh yeah, that has been hurled at him personally. Yep. The system, the, the people state, running the yeah. system, mm-hmm. the state. I mean, like you mentioned, the two senators um, that are calling that had called for him to be, you know, to quit. Yeah. Um, and he he's just like steadfastly doing his job. Yeah. And I listened to a, a interview um, on the podcast, the journal that the Wall Street Journal puts together. Oh, sure. And he was on there, and I was just like, because he's not. He is very much a Republican, and sure. he's like, I've been a Republican for a long time. Yep. And he, he was also he didn't endorse Trump like he you were talking about like so he won't endorse anybody, but mm-hmm. particularly now after the election was over, he's like, I voted for Trump. I voted all the Republicans down the ticket like I have my entire life. Sure. I want Trump to win, but he's like, but he and then he's like, but he has to win by getting more votes than mm-hmm. Biden. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't know what else I can do for you. Yeah. Like, I want this guy to be our president just as much as any of the other people who want him to be president. Yeah. But he's like, we have rules and we played by the rules and it was clean. Yeah. And all that. And, and he also just sort of like he doesn't sound totally exhausted, but he's just like every day I have to. Oh, I can't imagine. Another thing mm-hmm. is flung at me and I have to debate, 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 debunk. It, debunk it. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, so I just thought he was great. Um, and he's even today, he, again, being a, a self-espoused Trump supporter was yeah. like, Trump lost the election because of himself. <laughs> uh, what his quote was is, uh, Trump cost him the, himself the election in Georgia specifically because he suppressed the vote by telling his people not to vote by mail. Yeah. And I just am like, wow. It's like, so I think he's got the credentials. Yeah. He definitely is a Republican all the way. Yeah. But also like my kind of Republican. There, sure. Well, not necessarily like, but I mean like, yeah, there are systems in place. There are ways that we do this. We did it all the way we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. This is how the dice fell. 
let's move on. Yeah. And I just think it's been great. So, like, it's wonderful to find at least one Republican who's not Mitt Romney, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I like Mitt Romney, but he's always been way out there. This guy is way more dyed-in-the-wool conservative Republican. Sure, okay. And he's like, no, this is – sorry, dude. I I wanted you to win, but I can't put my thumb on the – actually, those are his words. He's like, I can't put my thumb on the scale and change the election results. Okay, so I hadn't yet heard – or seen the part where he actually like wanted Trump to win and voted for Trump. Yeah, well, that was in the interview, so like it probably didn't get printed necessarily. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't see that, but even as a more liberal Democrat, like these are the kind of people that I have been like, kudos to you. Like I respect Republicans. Right. When you stand up and say like it is about the integrity of the election, like it's not like, and not just jumping on like nope whatever trump says that's like so there's fraud it has to be fraud you know like yep. because there have been some election officials that have made some comments that are more supportive of that yeah and but this was like just genuinely i'm here to do my job yep. and i want this to be like you know honorable and there's nothing fishy here whatever like i want it done well and properly and i just like kudos to you i yep. i a big fan of him yeah. and he was talking about like the georgia law requires them to do um, some audits of, you know, different races or whatever. Um, so they would typically, he's like, what we would do is we would do a hand recount, but we would select certain counties sure. and we'd pick one race, yeah. say a Senate race or something like that, and just double check and then check them against the machines yeah. to see that it's all up and up. And he's like, but I chose in order to make it a basic, but what he said is like, <laughs> Biden won Georgia. Yeah. In order to make it clear to everybody, because it's that important, yeah, he chose to do the presidential one, hand recount, whole thing. Yeah, and which is a big, which a big is a deal. big deal. Yeah, but also they're going to be done like Thursday. That's yeah, what I heard. Anyway, but he's like, but also in that he's saying like, it's probably going to change a few votes here and there, maybe a hundred, two hundred, but he's like Biden's still going to win. Yeah. Because we ran it right. Yeah. But I just thought, again, I'm like, so he's like, yep. yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Fine. I will. Yep. Every single thing that has been brought to his t- desk, yeah. he has treated with, basically with respect yeah. and figured it out, showed him, here's that, no, no, yeah. that's not right. And, you know, okay, mm-hmm. fine, we'll recount. And I just love that it's like, no, here's here's the facts. Right. This is what happened. This is what happened. Here's the facts. Like, that's my kind of guy. So I anyway. like it. Kudos to so, you, way to Brad. Go. Mr. Brad Refsenberger. Refsenberger? All right, what do you mean? Refsen- well, it's a cool name. <laughs> okay, so just a little shout-out because I um, ripped on Fergus Falls in a previous what the heck about like the COVID, <laughs> thing. COVID so things. So here's a little shout-out. The Star Tribune called out Fergus Falls. Um, you know, so one major news outlet calls us out for something bad. Here's one calling us out for something good. Um, Fergus Falls is home to the Prairie Wetlands and the Prairie Wetlands Learning Center, um, and apparently that's kind of a big deal. Um, so the the author wrote that it might be one of the best places to explore prairies, period. Yay! Uh, yeah, so <laughs> apparently it's part of what's known as the Prairie Pothole Region. You've never... Yo, okay, no. So Are on, you from on, here? Uh, no. Have you ever been to the wetlands? <laughs> yes. On one of my, like, visits with my kids who went to school there, um, like, I knew that there were potholes there, but I didn't really understand 
what like, that meant. What that meant or how big of a deal it was. So anyway, right. apparently it's a really big deal. Big deal. If you're um, into like waterfall and migratory birds and stuff like that, like yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and so they encouraged like, this is a good way for you to get out this winter. You can use it for winter hiking. They have trails or you can snowshoe and cross country ski there, whatever. So it was a big like shout out for here's something that you can still yeah. do. And also here's a really cool spot in our state. So kudos to, you know. Fergus Falls for having for having. Well, I was just gonna say like so if it hasn't if you're not if you're listening and you're not from here or have never been here um if we haven't made it abundantly clear we live out in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. totally because in the middle of nowhere. we are on the map because we have prairie potholes mm-hmm. yep. um and they're not potholes like in the in a in the road they're big, nope. they're like little sloughs and stuff like that but yeah. No, it's really that's really cool, and it's yeah. very. I don't know. I go there almost once a week and run on the trails they have. Wow, um, it's really pretty. I just figured out like I need to go and do that this winter. Yeah, yeah. they, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're really great. Yeah, except they don't plow them in the winter, so you better sure. hurry, hurry up on that. But no. well, I'm gonna get out even if it snows. That, are you really? Are you gonna? It's be, gonna be a new leaf turned this, over this is winter. Is it? I love it. It's gonna be. Did wow? Did you talk to my wife mm. about that at all? Because she was talking sort of the same way today, I, and I was like, <laughs> she's like, I think I need to get. We need to get out like every week, you know. Uh huh. Because yep. otherwise, her personal mo would be to just not like her favorite thing in the winter would be did I make it through an entire day without leaving the house? Yep. Same. Yeah. Same. And like if Absolute you could get like same. two or three to like a streak in a row yep. would be like amazing. Best ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I actually asked her about like oh, some did? layers and like oh, good, good cold weather gear. Yeah. Um, and yes, trying to find ways to get myself out of the house this year because, that's, you know. That's great. I know. Mm. Because winter is long in Minnesota and Corona winter and corona is going to be even longer. So. Did, I, did I tell you that I'm building an ice rink? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, in the yard. In the yard. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna have because Corona. To mm-hmm. uh, yes. Looking at a long winter where we're probably gonna spend a lot of time at home. Yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Finally, my family has been asking for it for years, but now. Yes. And of course, it's way bigger than it. <laughs> it's already got him. I love of it. Hand. I love it a lot. Way out of hand. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. That's All right. nice. That's nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 